Okay, we are ready. Me too. I'm recording. And let's make this the third attempt. The third attempt to record an intro or the podcast itself. Let's try it. Third time's a charm, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay then. Hello everyone and welcome back to your favorite Untitled Relationship Podcast. I'm Anna. I'm Petko. And you guys know, we're a couple who likes to talk about things and we like to keep them interesting, right? Uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And today we want to talk about a very interesting topic, but we can't do it alone because we're not that educated, so we kind of need some help. Therefore, we have our first guest. I was going to say guest judge because I've been watching too much RuPaul's Drag Race. It's not a guest judge. Sashay <laughs> away. <laughs> it's not a guest judge. It's a guest uh, co-host. It's a, it's a guest. Yeah, it's a guest. Okay. We have our first guest and our first guest is Lizzie. She, Lizzie is German. She's an artist. She's vegan. She speaks Japanese and she loves board games. And also, Lizzie happens to be asexual, and today she's gonna tell us more about asexuality because we're uneducated and we want to know more about it. We're also really curious. Hi, Lizzie! Introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Lizzie. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and I've written down my clickbaity intro, so... <laughs> I, I live for clickbait. I want to hear it. Tell me and I'll tell you if I will click on it. If I will take the okay, bait. Okay, let's go. Are asexuals just normal human beings who want to live their lives in peace or are they actually alien invaders from planet A who are secretly planning to take over the planet and replicate via mitosis? Stay tuned to find out dude, the truth. Dude, that sounds so interesting. I would definitely click, click on it. Like, Really? Don't you think like, it's a bit too long to be clickbait? <laughs> it's a bit long. No. I don't know. I'm not a marketing expert, although I... No, I'm not. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. I've already clicked on it and now I want to know about the asexuals and I want to know about their planet and planet I wanna, a. Yeah, planet A. And I want to know if they're planet alien a. invaders. So, Lizzie, are you a part of well, the tribe? Obviously, we won't tell you our secret <laughs> world domination plans, but what I can't what I can tell you about is what what does asexual or asexuality even mean? Yeah, please do because the we, most, we have no idea. like for every, in case somebody's listening who has never heard the word, mm -hmm. um, it is basically a lack of sexual attraction. So, um, for example, if you're, if you're heterosexual, right, you're only attracted to the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel any sexual attraction towards your own gender, right? Mm -hmm. And Basically, what asexual people feel is that, but for every gender, <laughs> like they they don't feel sexually attracted to anyone, and everyone is just a like friendship material, but not <laughs> <laughs> not sexually interesting. I like the way that yeah. sounds. Everybody's friendship material. That is true. <laughs> almost everyone's friendship friendship material. Almost. almost, I said almost. Almost. Well, I'm a bit more picky with my friends, but. <laughs> okay, so are you ready to start the Q&A? Because I have some spicy questions for you. I am ready to start the Q&A. Okay, I'll leave the spicy questions for later and I'm gonna start with the basics. So, I don't know a lot about asexuality and I remember the first time when I met you 
I mean, Petko told me later that you were asexual, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to ask her so much, but I don't feel comfortable because, you know, it's a, a sexual topic, and I, I don't know if she will be okay with answering those questions, but I'm but I'm really happy that she decided to join us and tell us everything. And I also didn't know that you were so vocal about it. Petko told me that on, on your Instagram, you're really vocal about it, and you're like using the platform to educate other people and to bring awareness. So what do you what do you do actually? What is that? What does that look like? Mm, basically, reposting asexual memes. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I have actually used the opportunity of this week's asexual uh, this year's no last last year's asexual awareness week to uh, make a little series called. Um, things not to say and uh, things not to say to asexual people and why they Ooh. are hurtful or inappropriate. Oh, do you want to and, tell us? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've saved those in my highlights so okay. people can still in read them. In the end, we're going to link to our social media and also to your Instagram so people can check it out. So tell, yeah. tell, us, tell us how it all started. Like, how did you realize you were not attracted sexually to, to anyone? How did you realize you were asexual? Okay, that's that's quite a long story. We have time. We have a we lot of time. <laughs> long and um, funny story, but it starts in my teenage years, I guess, where I learned about different like LGBT identities, but asexual wasn't one of them yet. It was just like the um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual. Uh-huh. I, I already knew gay and lesbian because I have some um, homosexuals in my family, but yeah, I basically started to identify as pansexual mm-hmm. as a teenager because I thought it doesn't really matter what gender anyone is to me. Like, I don't differentiate between whatever you identify as. Everybody kind of looks the same to me, <laughs> like sexual, sexual, sexuality-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, I later found a post on Tumblr.com about asexuality and the um, different parts of the asexual spectrum. And there's actually like a subcategory of the asexual spectrum because it is a spectrum. And there's this subcategory called demisexual, which Mm -hmm. means you're only sexually attracted to people who who you are very close to like close friends people you have a a close emotional no, relationship to and you already trust mm-hmm. so i thought i might be that because i've never really experienced sexual attractions attraction towards strangers and i felt like i could never trust a stranger enough to do something as intimate as sex with them so I thought, yeah, maybe I'm demisexual. And then I did some more research and watched some more videos on um, signs you might be asexual. (laughs) (laughs) Videos with titles like that. And then I realized, oops, that's me. (laughs) So so what were the symptoms? (laughs) The symptoms. When did you get diagnosed with those symptoms? That's not, that's not how this works. No, <laughs> symptoms... Um, 
like we said, we're really uneducated. We're, we're not. Uh, yeah, we are. That's why we have Lizzie here. Exactly. We're, because yeah, we're... I'm, I'm happy to educate. <laughs> yeah. Um, some symptoms are, for example, <laughs> I'm saying symptoms myself. Some signs are her. that, um, for example, you don't, you can't really imagine yourself having sex with another person. Like, just like thinking about it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, um, you if you watch movies and there's a sex scene, that makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, like it is, it is diff- different for everyone, I guess. And not every asexual checks all of these boxes. But there are some, yeah, some, some signs that, like that. Yeah. Some general signs that you can, oh, wait, that's me. Yeah. So you pretty much answered my, my next question. My next question was going to be, did social media or mainstream media play a part in you figuring out that you were asexual? Well, mainstream media, that's kind of difficult because mainstream media doesn't portray... Asexuality oh. almost okay. at all. Like the yeah. only example I can think of is in Bojack, Todd. Yeah. That's literally the yeah. only example I can think of of asexuals in media. Yeah, but that's not, even, that's not even mainstream media. It's Netflix. Isn't Netflix mainstream? Um, I thought so too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Bojack is not that mainstream. I mean, if you compare it to The Simpsons, aka my bachelor's thesis. Fun fact, everyone. <laughs> in my bachelor's thesis, I compared The Simpsons and Bojack Horseman. And fun fact, people, she doesn't have a job right now. Uh, I'm unemployed. <laughs> is that a fun? Is that surprising? Is that surprising? Hint, hint. Give her a job, anyone. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's listening and you have a job for me, if you want to see my feet, I can send you some pics. <laughs> <laughs> my girl needs her makeup money. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sweet smell of desperation. <laughs> Early in the morning. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Late at night. Yeah. No, but what what I wanted to say about Bojack and the representation, I have like you're right, it's very like rare. There's only I think one other example in this series called Sex Education or something. I haven't oh, watched it, but yeah. I've heard that there's an asexual character as well. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. And those are two two um good examples of representation, I guess. And I think they are so important because I've already heard from asexual people who came out to their friends and their friend's reaction was, oh, like that guy from Bojack Horseman. (laughs) And that's, um, I mean, that makes things so much easier because people know what the word asexual means and they already can connect it to some like character they've seen on TV and they don't have to ask you all these uncomfortable questions mm-hmm. that maybe not everybody is ready or prepared to answer. So Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda sad that these shows just came well not just came out, but they came out in the past in the last five years, I I I'd say. Yeah, and yeah, I would say I think it's in the past five years. Yeah, but I am happy that they did because because it's really helpful. And but, it's spreading awareness. Like, mm-hmm. the very least, like, hey, this is a thing, so you're not really surprised when you meet it in real life. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Bojack, do you remember that Todd, I think Todd and his friend, or Todd, he had this idea, this asexual character in Bojack, uh, to make a dating app for asexuals. 
<laughs> you remember that? I don't know. I haven't watched the show, to be honest. Oh, well, so Todd, he had this idea because... Okay, uh, Ace... I think she's trying to plug in the idea of the difference between aromantic yeah. asexuals and romantic um, asexuals. I think exact- that was her idea. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah, I figured it out. Okay, I think yeah. Lizzie, Lizzie, maybe Lizzie should explain the difference first and then I'm gonna talk about the app. Okay. That's talk- a good good question mm-hmm. because I only not only identify as asexual but as aromantic as well. And... Um, there are different types of attraction that normal people or allosexuals, how we call them, or how they are referred to in the asexual Wait, what's, lingo. what's alo? Wait, what's that? Allosexual is basically everyone who's not asexual uh-huh. or on the asexual spectrum. Wow, sounds like, like discrimination, but okay. Allosexual is everybody who experiences sexual attractions to somebody. Right. Okay. Or like a normal amount, I guess, because there's also the gray sexuals on the asexual spectrum who experience very little sexual attraction and the demisexuals who experience um, sexual attraction to only like very select few people who Mm -hmm. they are emotionally close with. So basically everyone who doesn't really stick out from mainstream society (laughs) due to their lack of sexual attraction, Mm -hmm. I guess, would be called allosexual. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the different kinds of attraction that mainly people in the asexual community but um, are differentiating between, but I guess this is also important for the allosexual people as well, Mm -hmm. um, is romantic attraction which is like the emotional closeness and romantic love kind of feelings. The sexual attraction, which is feeling like sexual attraction, <laughs> those are the both. I have the least. I've never experienced least, that, you know. Um, <laughs> But least knowledge about because I don't really experience those. So maybe you can answer me some questions later as well and tell me how how does that even feel like because I have no idea. Okay, well, and you can ask those questions later on as well. Of course, that would be yeah, awesome. That would be, I think that would be ex- educational for some asexual people as some well. Because sex education, no you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then there are some other types of attraction um, that I actually do feel. One is sensual attraction, which is like the feeling that you want to touch someone or hug someone or cuddle. Mm -hmm. Aesthetic attraction, which is like the that you're very attracted to the look of somebody or how how they look how they their face their proportions i don't know basically this person you, is good you think I you're like very them. beautiful and pretty but uh, you think they are very beautiful and pretty but it it's the same feeling you get when you look at a painting for example or mm-hmm. a piece of art like this aesthetic appreciation and then there's of course platonic attraction if you want to really want to be friends with someone. Yeah, 
And this, these are the ones I actually do know about. <laughs> well, actually, um, I have a question for you. You kind of hinted a bit earlier that I might have an idea what the answer is. You said that you have mm-hmm. a homosexual person in your family, which yep. might be make, made it a bit easier because my question was, how did your parents react or like your family to your coming out story? Basically, what your coming mm-hmm. out story of like your family was and what was their reaction? Because I imagine uh, for a lot of maybe some asexual people, this could be a huge fear. The reaction of the mm-hmm. outside world, especially those closest to them, their family. Mm-hmm. But I'm figuring since you already had some like exposure in your family, that could have been made things a lot easier. And also, I know your parents are pretty cool. <laughs> of course. Of course, it made things easier because I already knew that my parents are not homophobic, but um, it's still a difference because asexuality is less well known. And actually, when I came out to my parents, first of all, they were very like accepting and supportive. So it wasn't really a big deal for me in that way. But I still had the feeling that my mom especially didn't really understand in the beginning and especially she didn't really understand why I had to put like such a fixed label on my sexuality, why I just can't like uh, yeah, be be what I am and not put like, not confine myself into a certain box. But to me... How did you explain that to her? Like what what was your answer to to why do you have to put a label on it? My, My explanation was that this label and why it is so important to me is actually that when I found out that there exists a word for what I am and there's a word for what I'm feeling and there's actually a lot of other people who feel it the exact same way, I realized that I'm not alone. I realized that there's nothing wrong with me basically, like I'm not broken or anything. Mm -hmm. And that was such a big deal for me and it made me feel so like, I don't know, it it just felt like... A part of um, a community. You're a part of a community now. Yeah, that, and I knew I w- there was nothing wrong with me, and I knew yeah. this is something that exists, <laughs> that is completely normal, that I don't have to worry about anything, and that... Um, and it also helped me to understand myself better, because I could put words to my feelings. Mm-hmm. And when I explained it to her that way, she she also understood. She was like, yeah, that makes sense, actually. And so, yeah, my parents are very supportive and nice about it. And I actually also talked to my grandma about it. I didn't use the oh word God. asexual because she's already very old. And um, I didn't want to explain <laughs> a whole new vocabulary to her, but I told her that like I'm not really interested in dating and having relationships and that stuff. And she was like, "Yeah, good." <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> she was basically like, "That will save you a lot of trouble." <laughs> you go, grand grand. You're avoiding a lot of heartbreak. And then she started to rant about men. Oh, <laughs> it was so funny. Can we write her grandma to her podcast? Yeah. I love that. That sounds like a conversation I would like to witness. It sounds, it sounds funny. Yeah, she's, she's really, really funny. 
So there's... But yeah, she didn't, she didn't have really good experience with men, I guess. So she was happy that I didn't have to go through the same. So she's a supporter. Fuck yeah. 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 Uh, so basically, uh, from what I understood, there's asexuals who don't mind being in a relationship as long as there's nothing, like, sexual. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's asexuals who avoid relationships and are fine just... Be you, do you, no? Yeah, I mean, I think like aromantic and asexual, they overlap sometimes, but they can also be completely like different um, sexual identities because you can be aromantic and still feel sexual attraction to people. Mm-hmm. Like you can be aromantic, but you still have sex with people and feel sexually attracted towards people. You just want this long-term romantic commitment or whatever. And there's also asexuals who feel romantic attraction. They just they really want to be in a normal romantic relationship. They just don't want to do the sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. And also there's a difference between being asexual and not wanting to have sex or to be like celibate. Asexuality is not celibacy Mm -hmm. because um, there are actually like sex favorable asexuals. That means they do want to have sex and they do want to experience sex with someone. They just don't feel sexual attraction towards something at someone <laughs> it's like um that's for example confusing. imagine imagine you're hungry mm-hmm. but not for any particular food you're just hungry mm-hmm. and some and so these asexual people that actually want to eat food <laughs> they just eat any food they don't <laughs> or they maybe they pick someone whom, whom they like romantically and um do the sex stuff with them, they just don't feel the sexual attraction. Like, they don't really, like, initiate it by themselves because they don't mm-hmm. feel but, the... But do they experience pleasure that way when they don't experience sexual attractions? Like, can you get turned on if you're not sexually attracted to somebody? And can you actually enjoy sex? Yeah, because, um, actually, it has nothing to do with the libido. Oh, that's interesting. Because the libido is basically a bodily function that comes with like hormone mm-hmm. hormone cycles i guess as at least as a woman i i myself feel that the like i get turned on sometimes but not by anything specific it just like comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's mainly connected to my menstruation cycle like I guess it's the, the time where yeah. I'm f- most fertile and my don't, body uh, says, ovulation. you need to have sex now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> I, I can relate. Your body is like, we need babies now. We are ready for babies. Babies. Yes, exactly. And during that time, I'm like, oh, God, she's in that mood again. <laughs> God help me and don't let her unlock the bathroom door. <laughs> Yeah. Th- this this is coming as uh, like such as such a shock to me. I thought that asexual people didn't you know didn't want sex and couldn't enjoy sex, but now that you're telling us, wow, it's more about attraction. No, no. 
it, yeah, it's it's simply just attraction. It's like, just the anything else is different from person to person because they are sex repulsed ex asexuals who already know they don't want to have sex and they will never do never want to try it. There are sex indifferent asexuals. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess like me, I'm. I would say I'm basically indifferent. It doesn't like. I don't think it's super gross. I have no problem talking about it, but it's also nothing that I would actively want to try. It's just, you know, it's like I see it as a hobby. <laughs> and what's your hobby? Different Sex. people have different hobbies, right? <laughs> it's just not my hobby. <laughs> I love that comparison. You know, sex is a hobby. What's your hobby? Sex. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like snowboarding. If somebody would come and invite me to go snowboarding and I have, uh, for me, it's the right time. I have enough money. I like that person that I, maybe I would go snowboarding with them. Maybe not. Who knows? But I wouldn't go actively snowboarding by myself because it's cold and also kind of a has hassle to... Yeah, I don't know. Get all the equipment and <laughs> go uphill and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of I love this. I love this too. So, um, have you ever been snowboarding, if you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I haven't been snowboarding because I didn't have the right time, right money, right place yet. I don't know. <laughs> true, you do need money to go snowboarding. Da, da, da. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the rapper band, but you still need some money to go snowboarding. Like you have to hire an instructor to teach you how to yeah. snowboard. Okay. And I mean that's that's also that's also I think a good comparison because I've never been snowboarding, right? Mm -hmm. But I still know that judging by how it sounds or looks when other people do it, it's not necessarily something that I have to do. Um or that I really want to do. Yeah. And it's the same with sex. Like, I, I think a lot of asexuals are asked, like, how do you know you don't like it if you have never tried it? But how do you know you won't enjoy hugging a cactus if you have <laughs> never tried it? <laughs> some, some things you just know. Yeah, some things just don't need explanation. You're like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't you feel just... like... I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, and that's perfectly okay. You don't have to explain yourself. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, not my thing. It's like every reasonable other person should be like, cool, you do you, my dude. So what do you what do you tell yeah. the people that are that are actually like this? So how do you know if I have if you haven't tried it? And they're like, I don't know. I don't think attack is the right word. Not attack, not pressure, but they're being insensitive about it. How do you react yeah. to that? Um... Wait, <laughs> that's actually also one of my things not to say to asexual people series. Oh, bring it on. How do you know if you didn't have sex yet? Is the basically um, how does a heterosexual person know they are heterosexual if they haven't slept with someone of the same gender yet? <laughs> Somehow they all seem to know, right? And it's basically the same. How would you, how would you, how do you know you don't like having Toby in your ass, you know? You don't know until you know, you know? Toby? I don't know, just a random name that came in my head. We know too many Tobys. We do Please know don't. too many. <laughs> we know too many. That's just something that came to my head. Lol. Oh no. She's yeah. not interested in that joke. No, no. 
But uh, when, when you said that, it's like uh, men and pegging. Like, baby, can I peg you? And then baby's like, no. And I will be like, but how do you know? You've never tried it. And you're like, I just fucking know, okay? No one's gonna know. They're gonna know. How are they gonna know? <laughs> That's a TikTok thing. Oh my god. <laughs> the TikTok memes coming out. I love TikTok. You know what I did all day today? TikTok. I don't you know. I... You know what's great? Um, I don't have TikTok, but I sometimes look at asexual TikTok compilations on Instagram or some or YouTube or wherever, and I actually found one asexual drag queen that I like very much. Oh. <laughs> thanks to TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's awesome. I don't even browse TikTok, but I live with someone who spends about uh, 23 hours per day on TikTok. <laughs> So, you know, you tend to catch up some things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How would they know? They're gonna know. How are they gonna know? <laughs> They're gonna know. Okay, let's move on. Um, I was just about to ask Lizzie about some fun stories, because I can imagine guys or girls hitting on you, and you're rejecting... Like, okay, this is what I imagine in my head. A guy or a girl comes and hits on you, and you're like, I'm asexual, sorry, and they're like... You could have, you could have, you, you could have just told me you had a boyfriend, you know. You didn't even you, your imagination. Damn. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Now, now, now is probably a good time for Petco and my origin story. That is actually a good time for <laughs> origin story. That was that was basically what happened when I met Petco Ooh. for the first time. <laughs> what basically happened was that Petco asked me for a coffee, and I like. I immediately got flashbacks from times where I was asked for a coffee and it didn't end well. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him up front that I'm asexual too and that I don't want to turn this into some like misunderstanding. So I um, just like flat out said, um, if that's supposed to be a coffee as in a date, then no, because I'm asexual and I hate, I hate the date, whole dating business because it's connected to so many expectations. And then he was like, oh yeah, cool. Um, I, I w still would want to drink coffee with you as friends. And that was such a nice reaction. <laughs> I was like, oh nice. And then we became friends. <laughs> coffee. Coffee brings yeah. people together. I'm just gonna say that. And you know it also brings together people together into the spider verse. Ketamine used as a horse tranquilizer in veterinary practices. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna get that. Okay. Yeah, no one's gonna get that reference. So yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter. I just want to throw it out there. I want to throw it into the universe. Into the eye of the universe. The eye of the tiger. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. So I think we're getting too distracted with our dun. bullshit. We have a guest dun, dun, dun. who's waiting to talk and tell her story. Rising up back from <laughs> the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's waiting to sing. Sing with me. I, I, I don't know how the song goes. But uh, this was this was this was. I this sang this so so much in karaoke. <laughs> Every time. Okay, so do you remember any fun, other fun stories or something like a highlight in your mind? I don't really know because I have, like, I've only figured out my asexual 
asexuality pretty recent, right? Like I already was 20 something. And before that, I obviously also got hit on by some dudes, but I never had the <laughs> words to <laughs> straight up tell them no. So I just, I was basically anti-flirting mm-hmm. my whole life. I tried to like but that's my give religion. the most, most in desirable answer but it doesn't work like <laughs> if someone is determined to flirt they just keep going keep flirting no matter what you say <laughs> it's just so uh <sighs> why why don't people understand <laughs> hints <laughs> yeah there's just some people that don't understand hints yeah me, there are some people me staring do- at petco wow you're on stock okay we're not Hey this. baby, I wanna let go. What? Okay, you're right. That's not you. The hint. That's just never mind. I got distracted. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> what? You were gonna what this out? Cut this. Ah, out. I heard we're gonna hug this out. I'm like, what? No, we're gonna peg this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, have you met or befriended any other asexual people in real life or online? I am very certain I've met some people in real life as well. Maybe I didn't know they were asexual or only like learned that later because, I mean, it's not something that's written on your forehead. Yeah. And, but actually, um, there's a total of 1% of the world's population are asexual. So that's a lot of people. So the probability that you, dear listener, know some asexual people without knowing it is actually pretty high. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I but I've met some really nice asexual people online because there's some really nice like communities on Instagram and Discord and such. And I also basically, um, that helped me a lot with figuring out about being aromantic in particular, because I guess <clears throat> I've, I, it took me so long to realize that I'm aromantic because I didn't want to be aromantic. Like we grew up in this society where Romantic relationships are treated as like the most desirable goal of your life. Like yeah. everybody needs a romantic partner or they will have a full unfulfilled and sad and lonely existence. <laughs> and so growing up <laughs> with that mindset, I really didn't want to be a romantic because that would mean I could never feel that way that is like described in all of these romance books and movies and um like admitting to myself <laughs> that this is probably something i don't feel or might not feel very often in my life because i'm 25 now and it never really happened until now so um, <laughs> that might that, like that's pretty clear that's a quarter um, of a century right there mm-hmm yeah and but um yeah as i said i didn't want it to be true because of the way society treats romance as the ultimate goal and um the like this 
asexual and aromantic community really helped me with coming to terms with it and realizing there are so many other people who feel the same way and who are still living their lives and are happy and <laughs> maybe I can be that way too. So, mm. And I mean, there are so many fulfilling relationships you can have with friends and family that I don't, I don't think romantic, um, a romantic relationship should have su like such a high level of importance. Importance, exactly. Mm -hmm. As opposed to platonic friendships or family relationships, because. Yeah, I mean, love is love, and if it's like, just because it's romantic love, why is that so much more important than, like, the love between two, like, platonic love between two friends, or...? Mm, that That is a great question. I mean, in, in my eyes, I can tell you why it's more important through my, through my viewpoint, but that's because I do mm -hmm. experience the sexual and this romantic attraction, but since you don't, I... I understand why I would feel that way. Mm -hmm. So what what do you what would you say is like? What does it make make what does make it so special in your eyes? Well, uh, I do value my friendships with people, and I it's an amazing experience for sure. But then, um, I feel like all your friends have their own separate lives, and your family. It's like. Your family is, is your family. Your parents are married and, you know, they're together. And then you have friends and your friends happen to be in relationships and they have their own family. And then you're kind of alone unless you're with your single friends. But your single friends also have their own life. And then at some point, at least me, like that's how that's how I go through it. Um, I want mm -hmm. my own small family. I want to have this person that's that's gonna be there for me and a person that I'm gonna be there for as well like I have this need to care for something or somebody and somebody to care for me um that's yeah that's how how I feel about it mm. what, what about yeah I totally understand this oh, yeah, Petko maybe you answer the question <laughs> I mean yeah something like that like I do want someone like just one person I know that's always going to be there for me mm. and I'm always going to be there for because I, I do like love the fact that I know that no matter what she's going to be there for me but I also love the fact that I'm also going to be there for her no matter what even when she's more than a bit annoying mm -hmm. I still and with my friends or like with some other people sometimes yeah they have their own it's more like they have their own separate lives but with this person we share a life. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the best way to explain. It's the feeling of sharing, yeah. I believe. Mm -hmm. And having something that you build build together. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also a really good thing, like building together. Like, for example... It's, it's the commitment as well. You yeah. know you're committed to this person and this person is committed to you as well. But I don't think that's, like, for example... Uh, sh should be enforced on other people who don't want that, though. Yeah, of, co of course not. I guess you can have that. And I, I also think this kind of like um, building a family and committing 
to some person does not have to be romantic relationship exclusive like your family could be your best friend their second cousin and the dog you adopt together i would if you're in this living in the same house and sharing your lives i would still call this a family and um if i mean if you there's also this you know this common movie trope of um um, if if I'm not married by 40, I'm gonna marry my, marry my best friend. It's 30. It's 35. <laughs> I had this pact with a friend of mine okay. in high school, and it was like, if we're both single at 35, we just marry each other. And yeah. do you still still talk to each other? Yeah, well, we do. We talk to each other. Ah, from time okay. Time. I thought it was gonna be like this is gonna be a really awkward <laughs> marriage proposal in like 10 years. No, we we would have had fun. Not sexual fun, but yeah. you know, friendly fun. But I, I don't think that this kind of marriage or friendship relationship has to be the last resort, you know, like something yeah. that's just to take you off the dating market because you don't want to be sad or alone. I, I think you can commit your life to a person you're fr just friends with. And I also don't like, for example, if I would move together with or let's say person A and person B, they are best friends and they move together and they build a home together, maybe have pets they adopt together and they build their life. And now person A meets some random dude and they are in a sexual relationship or even a romantic relationship. I don't understand why this guy she knows for like three months maybe should be more important for her now than this best friend she built a home together with. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm, yeah, I do. I have to think about how, how I would answer this one. Um, it's because, I think it's because the guy can give you things that a girl that's only your friend cannot give you. I mean, like it, sexual things, or what do you mean? Um, by things? Yes, sec yeah, sexual things is definitely a part of it, but also I feel like there's the male and the female energy. Like you can call it in and yang, or no, you can't. <laughs> uh, like the protector and the person that protect that. He protect. He attack. Yeah. But most importantly, he talks shit back. He talks shit back. How how can how can I phrase it? Like the. The strong person and the and the weak person. Yeah, but I also I also don't like that interpretation as well, because like <laughs> it's like the who's the knife and who's the fork. Yeah, it's it's not a good. <laughs> it wasn't a good one. I mean, one. I I kind of get what you mean, I guess, but I don't see why um, friends can't have like similar dynamics as well, like this emotional on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could, for example, be in a long-term relationship with a like friend, and re by relationship I mean a platonic or maybe even queer platonic relationship. But you could still, if you're you're personally um, sexually active, you could still like have sex with random people. But your friend is the one you're emotionally connected to, and you're building your life together with, you know. So. That that could be a possibility. I don't I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, of of course it could be a possibility. I guess it's just a bit hard for me to to picture that because I never saw it anywhere. Well, I think in a situation like this, because you know, 
I also like it's not really my view of things, but in those situations, I'm just like listen to them, accept it, don't argue. It's not your place, and just accept it in that situation. Yeah, if if it works for people, for sure, go ahead and do like, it. Like you know, it's like just... I should say, just you do you, boo. Just yeah. you do you. No, I'm thinking. Uh, what I was thinking is why I find it so hard to assimilate it, like to to accept, not to accept it, but to consider it a possible reality. It's because I never saw that in media. It's like the things. Yeah, we, the exactly. Thing, the things we grow up with. You know, I grow I grew up with my parents, mother, mom, and dad, and then everything else I saw on TV was guy and a girl, and you know them being married in a romantic relationship, and I never saw on television like uh, open marriages. Three people living mm. together and having, you know, you know, a relationship together, or you know, mm. stuff like this. Things that you, this living situation that you described. Um, mm. Yeah, I think there should be more representation in media so people can accept it and so we can normalize it. Yeah, that is yeah, definitely. Like and I think there should be also more like legal um, opportunities for those kind of families that are not monoga monogamous. Yeah. I mean, now we already have equal marriage for um, homosexuals, which is great, but it's still a we're in monogamous Germany. marriage. We're in Germany, yeah, in Germany. we need to, yeah. <laughs> but it's still this kind of, you have to commit to one long-term partner, mm -hmm. and you have to be like romantically involved with that long-term partner, or else it doesn't count as family. So mm -hmm. I think there should be more diverse family constructs that are also recognized by law and then also get the same tax benefits yeah, and yeah. such. Because that influences the taxes you pay and it's like you're making a promise to a person but then you're also making signing a t contract with the government, you and this person. And then this influences your tax, uh, how much taxes you pay and your tax benefits and stuff like that. And in the case of an untraditional partnership, like three people in a relationship or whatever it may be, uh, those laws don't apply to that and that's a bit yeah. weird but I think it's gonna be also like poly polygamy yeah. polygamous families they also like because you can only marry one person mm -hmm. these kind of um, relationship structures are also kind of disregarded by law yeah and by the media as well and yeah. Well, representation is also really important because it's at the so very important. least is exposure and it's also helping people recognize, you know, they see when they see each other within other characters, they, you know, they recognize each other and they like see, okay, that is normal. That is something that is common. I'm not weird. I'm normal. It's, it's, I'm just, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's so fucking important. I remember I grew up in Bulgaria and I didn't have any homosexual friends or I wasn't exposed to any other type of sexuality or relationship type except for monogamy and um, straight. And then, so I, I could not come to terms with my own bisexuality back then as well. So I was, I had a bit of internalized homophobia, but then when I moved to Germany and I got and I started searching for my own media and exploring the internet and other stuff and it was like a new world opened up to me and yeah, and I, I just wish this was available for for everybody. Yeah, it's like it's more yeah. like no, this is okay, this is normal, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing weird. It's like 
you know, who cares? It's nothing unusual. Exactly. Yeah. And what I also think is important or would be important is that um, sex education at schools would teach something about asexuality and that it exists. Mm -hmm. Because I think so many teenagers, I mean, nowadays we have um, the internet and you can get the information there. But maybe not everyone has the same access and maybe there are people who don't use the internet as frequently and they they are like me and wonder all their, basically all their teenage life kind of wondering that something might wrong, be wrong with them. And if you um, teach this at school, then people would know what's going on and they wouldn't mm -hmm. be like confused all their or half of their life and... Yeah. yeah, we didn't even have sex education back home in Bulgaria. Did you have such sex ed education in Germany? We did, but it was very heteronormative and mainly about pregnancy and where babies come from. Mm -hmm. And I guess also a little bit about um, con contraception and how to use a condom. Yeah, we but did. it was like we didn't even learn about how to like how to prevent STDs when having like um sex with the same mm -hmm. gender or anything like that like we didn't have any lgbt um qia related sex education as well i think in it is different now or even in my generation it is different from school to school there were some more progress progressive schools mm -hmm. that already had like lgbt as a topic but still it's like it's only about if it's about LGBT, it's most only about homosexuality and not about bisexuality or even transgenderism or yeah, mm -hmm. asexually is basically doesn't exist. So true. And yeah, I remember in the beginning it was just LGBT and then it started growing like LGBTQ, LGBTQA plus mm. and stuff like that. So we're we're in this period where where things are where things are moving it's some kind of revolution i don't know if it's sexual revolution or whatever but in the next 20 years i think things are gonna look very different in a in a good direction well what we define yeah. as a good direction other people it may is. not well it is <laughs> it, it, it is, is a good direction because that's a direction into like accepting different people's lifestyles yeah and also what i found interesting is that um asexuality often seems to be like such a new thing or is treated as such a new thing that only exists on tumblr or <laughs> something like that but asexuality is actually already very um old like the earliest mentions of asexuality in literature are i think from the 20th century mm. and in the lgbt community contexts there's I think around 197 or something are the first mentions where asexuals are um, are mentioned as part of the LGBT community and they asexual community actually contributed so much to the building of those community spaces but they also have been like consistently erased from history because they their sexuality is not illegal anywhere right like the mm -hmm. favorite argument of these exclusionist people is 
asexuals aren't as oppressed as homosexuals <laughs> because asexually, asexuality is not illegal, so they aren't real LGBTQ people, but they contributed so much. And anyone who wants to read more about the history, I got those facts from asexuality-handbook.com. So <laughs> you can read up about, like, read up on that and be sure I'm not in just inventing that right now. <laughs> and yeah, that's actually... Um, can you repeat the website uh, once more for the listeners? Yeah. Asexuality minus like the yeah. dash minus sign that dash dash um, handbook dot com. Thank you. Don't worry, guys. We're gonna be linking it in the description. Exactly. Yeah, or even just the Wikipedia on asexuality. I think <laughs> it will tell you the same. So. Um, Yeah, that's that's a huge problem. Also, this exclusionary behavior from inside the um, LGBT community because a phobia or is it called a phobia? I think it's called a phobia. Sounds um, about right. Yeah, it does exist, and it can be very harmful. Hmm. I feel like uh, sometimes I feel like people don't take asexual seriously, like. If somebody tell if somebody says I'm asexual, they might say, "Oh, you just haven't found the right one yet." Or oh yeah, that's definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I hate this so much, and it's something that you hear so often. Mm -hmm. It's like you guys are and, not taken seriously. Yeah, and I mean that's as if you would tell every heterosexual person who is about to get married to their girlfriend. Don't worry, you don't just haven't met the right man yet. <laughs> You'll change your mind. You'll be gay eventually. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What? What's even? What's the point in this? Um, I don't even see how that's relevant. I love this. This is a great comparison. <laughs> But uh, speaking of that, speaking of marriage and stuff, do you ever feel like you're you're missing out on marriage, on children, romantic relationships, sex? And all that jazz. Mm, yeah, sometimes I do, but I think mainly because um, mainstream media makes me feel that way. Like, if, as I mentioned before, if you're kind of from a small age, indoctrinated by Disney movies and everything, that a, a romantic relationship is the best thing you can have. Um, then of course you're gonna feel like you're missing out sometimes but then again i have a lot of hobbies that i enjoy doing alone like girl reading I, I writing admire admire drawing i admire you so much about that like uh i've been following your instagram and i see the graphic is it called graphic card yeah the graphic card that you're doing i'm assuming that it's on a tablet and it looks amazing like yeah it's it's amazing we'll be linking your instagram <laughs> Digital art. Digital art. That's Digital the word. Digital art. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the word. Are you using Digital an iPad? Digital art. Are you using huh? Are you using an iPad and the Apple Pen, or? No, I'm using a very old Wacom tablet. That still works because it's good quality apparently. <laughs> But um, yeah, my laptop is also very old, so maybe <laughs> they work well together. Yeah. <laughs> But that's enough. It is. It's enough for my purpose. Like you don't need to 
<laughs> I don't need fancy tools. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I sometimes feel like because I'm not constantly thinking about sex or where I'm going to get the next um, sex or <laughs> so, and that sounded like <laughs> I don't know. You sounded like a junkie. Like a person who never, who doesn't even know what sex is. Who walks into the store and goes, I, I'd like one sex, please. Yes. Would you like it fast or slow? <laughs> would you like it uh, two minutes or five minutes? How would you like it? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, because I don't do that, <laughs> I don't worry about that. I have more time for my hobbies sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes it feels like that, so. So, like, mm -hmm. oh, like we said earlier, it's just not your hobby. You have another hobby. Yeah, I have different hobbies. <laughs> True. So, does no I look at, huh? Does no sex include as well no sexual pleasure, like no masturbation, or if somebody else is giving you sexual pleasure, like how how would you feel about that? Mm, like if it if it involves other people, I'm not sure how I would feel about that because it very much depends on the person. For me personally, and I have. Until now, I have never met someone where I would be comfortable with doing um, anything that's so intimate. But um, yeah, if it's about masturbation, I think that's also very different um, from person to person in the asexual community as well. Like some people don't <laughs> masturbate at all. Some people do it and like it and some people do it sometimes. And For me, I actually like the comparison. <laughs> I think it was in your in your um, episode about orgasms where you compared it to a like mosquito itch or <laughs> mosquito bite, scratching a mosquito bite or something like that. <laughs> that that kind of resonated <laughs> with me. I don't know. Uh, was it about the sex? Did I compare sex to a mosquito bite? Well, it, I think it was more like the uh, the. The orgasm. orgasm. Yeah. Uh, the, the having the having the urge to come or wanting to come. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. It was a while ago. It was. It was the very first episode. How it cute. was. Oh. After the teaser. After the teaser, yes. After the teasing, then comes the orgasm. <laughs> true. <laughs> that, 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 that is true. That is how it should be. Well... To be honest, Lizzie, uh, we're basically done with our questions, I think. Actually, are mm -hmm. we? Yeah. Uh, we said a bit earlier that if you have any questions for us, we can answer them for you. Any <gasps> curiosities you, you oh, forgot, right? Yes. Yeah, because it might be curious because if you have any asexual listeners, they mm -hmm. might be curious about some things. And we have someone here who can... Who's a representative. Who's a representative. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a, uh, she's an elected representative. Okay. Officially. <laughs> Am I elected? I don't know. I, I feel I'm more like I've imposed the title on myself. I'm basically <laughs> the dictator of... No. This is not a We voted. We, as proud non-asexuals, we elected this asexuals to represent them. Yes, we did. Okay. That, that's how it goes on planet Earp. You know? Yeah, you know. It, I, it, I it, hope I hope I did an okay job. If any asexuals are listening to this <laughs> and feel like I've misrepresented you, someone, I'm sorry. Girl, Please correct me in the comments. You, you've made them proud. A, a, 
But uh, <laughs> since we also had some questions for things we just couldn't understand from our point of view, we're sure that you probably have some similar things for you from yourself. And I think it's a good idea yes. for us to also answer them. Fire your questions, Liz. Okay, first question, because I've wondered about that all myself and about how I've been probably misusing the term, but what does the term hot and sexy actually mean to you? If you see someone and go, oh, they they are sexy, what does go, what's going on inside your head? Mm, sh should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, so hot and sexy, they're pretty much synonyms. But there is a slight distinction. Yeah, there is a slight difference. So, for example, if I see a guy that's really that looks really good, and if he looks like a guy that I would immediately have sex with, like if he's my type, if he's attractive to me, I would be like, oh my god, this dude is so hot. But if I see um, a guy in a suit that looks sophisticated and he's doing his job i don't know what it is about guys in in suits and i wouldn't jump on him immediately executive realness yeah executive realness i wouldn't jump on him immediately but i would maybe take it slow like have a couple of dates and dinners and i would be like oh this guy is sexy so hot is a bit more primal for me and a bit more <clears throat> and sexy is like uh it has more admiration to it you know Okay, <laughs> that's that actually very interesting because <laughs> for me, like, I've been using the words, obviously, as well, especially when I was a teenager and didn't even know um, about my sexuality and what others think when they use those words. So for me, the word sexy always means aesthetically pleasing, but also wears um, not a lot of clothes, like shows a lot of skin and <laughs> is exactly is um, aesthetically pleasing at the same time. That's what I've been yeah, referring actually, to that's as what, that's what I also say sexy. Call sexy, to be honest. Like, just what she said. I'm not exactly in the same opinion as you, mm -hmm. but what Lizzie said about mm -hmm. sexy, yeah, it's the same way for me. I was picking for guys as well. Like, I was envisioning guys when I was... How are they wearing less when they're wearing a suit? I wasn't... I didn't say that they were wearing less. Oh, like, well, we don't want to be like, that's what Lizzie said. Uh, aesthetically pleasing and also showing a bit more skin is sexy. And then what's yeah. hot? Uh, hot? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't know. They are like mutually like... They are kind of the same for me. Usually when I say sexy, I say what like she said. Like, oh yeah, like really hot and, you know, showing a bit more skin. Uh, hot is someone who's extremely like very, very attractive and uh, in a sexual manner. Mm -hmm. uh, beautiful is, yeah, aesthetically pleasing, but just because I think yeah. someone is beautiful doesn't mean I personally find them sexy or hot, you know? Mm -hmm. Then yeah. it's a preference. Like, I can say, oh, shit, they look amazing, they look beautiful, they look aesthetically pleasing. Not my type, not my thing, but I can appreciate, I can see for what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. But when you use, so beautiful doesn't include, like, sexual things, but when you say hot or sexy, then... Hot, they're, they're fuckable for you. Sexy, yes. Hot, not necessarily. Hmm. Hot is also like um, beautiful, but in a more sexual way. But still, doesn't mean it's my type. But I can see it and I can appreciate. Like, okay, yeah, that is hot. Might not be my thing, 
But I can see that it's hot. Okay, the conclusion is that there is no like no one no cares. De- there's no definition, and you can use them however you want. Yeah, for example, yeah. I'm okay. Uh, sometimes I just just look at the the PlayStation Five. I'm like, oh my god, that's so sexy. I'm not gonna fuck it, but it is sexy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the PS Five is sexy. <laughs> okay. It's Shrexy. They're different. <laughs> Any other questions you have for us? Interesting. Okay, any other questions? Yeah, what does sexual attraction actually feel like? Like, do you just look at someone and could, like, imagine having sex with them? Or is it, like, a different feeling involved? Or... Yes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so is it this or is it this? Like, how is it? Yes. <laughs> okay, so when I look at a person that I'm sexually and I realize I'm sexually attracted to that person, it's like they are boy babe, do you wanna answer that question? No, no go ahead, baby. Cause I was doing so well. Exactly. You would you would sleep with them. You would let them touch your body. You would let them kiss you. And you would let them hug you and you would let them see you naked and touch your naked body. That's the sexual attraction, I guess. And you find them really beautiful. Because, like, even if the person is not beautiful by society standards, you find them beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to touch them and kiss them as well. And you want mm-hmm. them to they do the same to you. Yeah. Yeah, that is I think that's uh-huh. that's so so funny because um, the part about finding them attractive, even if they are not attractive by society standards, I think that's that's basically the only thing of the, <laughs> the only thing of those that you just described that I have felt before, mm-hmm. because there's is this, are those things like, that are called aesthetic crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a short form as well, like, I'm pretty sure it's not squish, I think that was the platonic crush, but they have some splish splash terms <laughs> that I never can memorize. Sploosh. I'm sorry, everyone. But, um, yeah, the aesthetic crush, I'm gonna call it like that now, is something that I have had before where I find someone insanely attractive from an aesthetic point of view, and it's not just like looking at them and going oh, like oh they look nice but like actively looking at pictures of them all the time and admiring their beauty and something like that but it never involved this sexual feeling for me it was just i just enjoyed looking at them and looking at them made me happy <laughs> but i mean as a teenager you always have these conversations about who who's your crush yeah who, who do you like or also celebrity crushes mm-hmm. and for me those I mean, I participated in those conversations and I um, had those crushes, but I only later realized that my crushes were all purely aesthetic. Like, I never had the urge to sleep with any of them. I didn't even imagine us in a relationship or any of them, especially not the celebrity crushes, obviously. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just purely like admiring their beauty and their aesthetic. And so, who are your celebrity I only realized crushes? later that. Huh? So, who were your celebrity crushes? Mm, so... 
Was any of the Tokyo Hotel members a part of your story? No, <laughs> I've never listened to Tokyo Hotel, to be honest. But wow. Japanese, Japanese um, visual key bands, there were some crushes I had there. <laughs> some like musicians that I found very beautiful. And more like when it comes to more well-known celebrity crushes, I think actually my celebrity crushes were never actually the actor they were more like the um the character, character yeah. they were portraying yeah that makes sense i'm just gonna like this also already way back i don't think i had a real like strong aesthetic crush since um in the last five years i think it was when i was a teenager but i i'm just trying to think about who my first so no, I don't really remember. I think I had a crush on Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars at one point when I was still like 11. Understandable. <laughs> I haven't seen it. She hasn't seen Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen. What? Burn her. Get out the pitchforks. Burn her. I'll give you her address. But don't burn the address because that's also where I live. <laughs> burn her address? Wait, what? Address. I don't know. Can you burn an address? You probably can with enough... Don't, 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 don't underestimate the Erpers. They can burn an address. <laughs> they can the whole burn... apartment complex. The whole street burn the street. But just her, I'm I'm am I'm a Star Wars fan. Like uh, Star Wars, Mandalorian, <laughs> uh, Clone Wars, the whole shebang bang, everything. I've started watching Clone Wars now because I wanted to know more about Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> nice. Tell me when to finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will send you all the memes. Okay. Okay, Lizzie, if you have any more questions for us, you can shoot. And if not, then we can wrap this up. Yeah. Have you learned anything today, dear children? I, th I think I've learned a lot. Yeah, I think I did too. But this was fun and also educational. It was. I, I actually really enjoyed this and I'm really happy you agreed to be our guest because that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here and I'm glad you gave me the chance to explain some stuff because I, as I said before, if the more people know about asexuality and what it means, the easier it will be for asexual people to explain or to come out to other people. And I guess I also want people to know that um, a being asexual doesn't mean you're not... Um, compatible or not functional in a relationship because there are asexual people who have a normal family and children and everything mm -hmm. because you can be romantically attracted to someone even if you're asexual and you can have sex even if you're asexual it just means that you don't have the um, sexual preference or sexual um, attraction towards someone in particular or maybe not that often i, I bet there's so, yeah. uh, there, there's gonna be more questions like there's there's just so much to unpack here so guys if people who are listening garpers if you have any more questions you can uh submit them on our instagram at untitled relationship podcast or you can email them to us untitled relationship podcast at gmail.com and we also have a Twitter, Erplink. Yeah. 
You can tweet you can tweet them to us and then we can have Lizzie again so she can answer everything for you guys. And we can have another Yeah, asexual QA. Yeah. Exactly. Asexual and she can Q&A. also give you all the asexual memes your heart desires. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I think memes are a great way to understand someone actually. So Oh, Lizzie, we have to plug you. Where can they find your profile on Instagram? At So my if you want to see my art it's Elizabeth Liliak at Elizabeth Liliak. So E L I S A. We're gonna spell it out. Yeah, just just write it in the. It's gonna be linked. It's gonna be linked. Don't worry. It's gonna be linked. Yeah, and also my personal profile, Lizzie Liliak, is where I did the asexual awareness highlight. If you want to check that out. And where I, I don't know, I post pictures of my face and my makeup and my uh, ramble about politics and stuff in the stories. So <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, you can also follow me there. She also does have fun memes. I, they are like Petco approved memes, a lot of them. <laughs> it's my goat sound. And thank you for joining us today. Again, we are your wonderful co-hosts. I'm Petco. I'm Anna. And this is... Lizzie. Lizzie. And this has been uh, the newest episode of Untitled Relation Podcast, aka Herb. Dun dun.